Just stand in his presence for just a moment. Just ask him to touch you in a real fresh way tonight. God, we sing praises to you, God, because we know that you are at work even at this very moment, God. God, we sing praises to you, God, because we know that, Father, no matter what this struggle, no matter what the trouble is, God, that we are on the winning side tonight. 
Father, we thank you, Lord God, that though the enemy tries to stop us, though he tries to hinder us, though he tries to put a stumbling block in our way, God, we thank you that today, by the power and the blood of Jesus tonight, we are still standing firm. And God, we are overcomers tonight, Lord God, not because of our own wisdom, not because, Father God, we are awesome, not because, Father God, of all the wonderful things that we have done, but, but God, it is, Father, the, uh, the, the beauty of your grace, Lord. It is your loving kindness that has drawn us here tonight. It is your faithfulness, oh God, that has brought us to this place that we might turn aside, Father God, everything else right now, God, so that we can hear the spirit of the living God. God, we're asking tonight, God, that you would refresh us tonight. God, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice, and Lord, even those who are not here at this moment, God, who is struggling in their spirit, Lord God. Maybe there's a struggle, maybe there's trouble. Father God, maybe they are hungry, Father, for a move. Maybe, God, they are... Uh, a burden with someone, God, who is lost in their sins, God, and they won't repent tonight. They won't turn to you. And yet, God, we know that you're the answer to every problem on the planet tonight. So, God, you said in your word, you spoke and you said, I looked for a man who would fill in the gap. My, I looked. Father, we pray tonight that you would look on us tonight. God, we are here tonight because, God, you're faithful. And God, our being here tonight is a declaration in our faith and nothing and nobody else, God. We believe that with you all things are possible tonight. And God, we believe tonight that in spite, in spite of the attacks of the enemy, in spite, Father God, of all that we've been through, God, we thank you that tonight, oh God, that your word is forever settled in heaven and that you are not a man that you should lie. That God, that you are true and your word is true. And God, we stand tonight, Father God, as a people that are victorious, God. Father, we're not looking at our circumstances tonight. No, we're not looking at our circumstances tonight. We're looking in the eyes of glory tonight. We're looking in the face of omnipotence tonight. We're looking into the face of divine power tonight. We look unto you, Jesus, the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith. God, we thank you that, God, that you do what we cannot do. And God, I pray tonight that there would be a shaking in our hearts tonight. God, we're going to invade the gates of heaven tonight, God. We're going to invade. We're going to shake some things, God, because we believe that there's something that the enemy has been keeping from us, God. And we're here to fight for what is ours in the spirit realm tonight. We're going to fight for it, God. Paul said, I wrestle. He said, our, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what he said, Lord. Paul also said that he works mightily according to the spirit that is in him. Holy Spirit in us tonight, will you please work mightily tonight? Holy Spirit, I'm praying right now for a fresh anointing. I pray that every person right now, God, will feel your presence. 
If you're standing here this, this, this evening, just, just keep your hands raised and ask God to fill you right now. He wants to fill you with his purpose. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. He said, he's your father tonight. He says, I'm your daddy tonight. Call unto me. I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know about. He said, if you being my son, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Ghost to everyone who wants it? Ask for the power of God tonight. God, we want it tonight. We want it tonight, God, because we know that you are the power tonight, God. And God, you are the change that we need. You are the change that we need, oh God. And chains are falling off because of the blood of Jesus. They're going to keep falling off, God, because there's no God greater than our God. And God, we're going to stand in faith tonight. And we're not going to waver. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. We praise you tonight. Just stand in his presence for just a moment and just appreciate his presence. Just one moment, just one more minute. Just, just appreciate him tonight. Just appreciate his love and his grace. Just appreciate what he's done. Thank him for what he has already done this week. He's been working. God's been working this week. I feel his presence. He's been, he's been working. He's been working in our hearts this week. He's been working a good work in us. God, we thank you that the best still is yet to come. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Bless his name tonight. The king is worthy of our praise. Give the king his glory. Give the king his glory. Give the king his glory tonight. He is worthy. He's worthy of all praise. He has answered your prayer. He has come through in the midnight hour. He has shown up on your behalf. The Bible says that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Oh God, there's been an availing God. There's been a victory call tonight. There's shouts of joy in the tents of the righteous tonight. Hallelujah. There's shouts of joy in the tents of the righteous. Shouts of joy, shouts of joy, shouts of joy in the presence of the Lord tonight. Oh God, God, we love you. We tarry for you. Come, Lord Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. You're mighty, you're mighty, you're mighty, you're mighty. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. says it's coming but you've been believing for it God said it's coming he said it's coming God says it's coming he said stay faithful to me he said keep trusting me he said don't waver he said don't waver he said it's coming it's coming yea says the Lord it is even here right now it is here right now you got to receive it you got to catch it it is here right now 
right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. number 40 46 Acts chapter 2 verse 46 so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God, praising God, and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added, and the Lord added, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Father, in the name of Jesus, for the next couple of minutes, Lord, Open our heart and our understanding, Lord. Speak to us so we would know what you would have us to do in this moment and in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated in the Lord's presence tonight. I trust that you all have been having a wonderful and fantastic week. Amen. Um, are y'all persevering? Are we pressing forward? Amen. Amen. Let me know that you just got to keep on pressing, uh, knowing that there's an award on the other end, and that we've already won the battle, the victory is ours, and we just need to stand firm, amen? And so we begin um, this whole week uh, just um, seeking the Lord and, and, and asking the Lord to give us some direction. We begin with praying for the family. Many of you uh, begin to call out and, and, and ask that the Lord would just 
uh, mend together your families and, 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 and keep you healed and healthy and understanding that the family is the foundation to any healthy church. A healthy family brings a healthy church. And then we begin to ask the Lord for some direction. As many of you are seeking direction and wisdom from the Lord, and how many know that God wants you to know exactly what your next step is? Amen? The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So we serve a God who wants you to be in the center of his will. And what that requires of him is that we know how to hear his voice. He says, my sheep hears my voice and another voice they will not follow. So we talked about the importance of understanding and hearing, learning how to process so that you would know what your next series of steps has to be. And last night, uh, we uh, ministered in a very powerful way about uh, deliverance. Um, as we said and echoed last night, it's a very difficult thing to be able to do the things that God has called us to do when there is something, a stumbling block in our way. And we must know that God wants you free, amen? God wants you free so then you can experience the full maximum of all that he has for you, amen? How many of you want everything God has for you right here, right now? How many of you want to make a difference in the earth? You, you want to make a difference. You want to be able to smash all the works of the enemy. And we do that through the power of the cross. And when we are free, when we tell the devil, devil, you can throw every temptation my way. You can keep trying, but you must know I will not be bound by anything or anybody. I am free and shall remain free. So then if I am free, I'm in position to be able to make a difference in the earth. We are the children of God. And God want us to be effective. He created you to make a difference. You weren't created to occupy space. You weren't created to take up seats. You were created to make a difference in the earth. Amen? So tonight, you wanted to, for a few brief moments, I want to talk about this issue of evangelism, salvation. As you know, probably, if you have not guessed, at this time, uh, by this time, that I am very passionate about this issue of growing and this issue of evangelism. Why is that so important? I believe it is the heart of God. It's the heart of God when a soul, and I will even go as far further to say not just a soul, but many souls turn to Jesus. How many believe that Jesus is the answer to every man's problem? Come on, answer me about affirmative. How many of you really believe? How many of you really believe that if you got Jesus, you got all that you need? Amen. How many of you really believe that He is the answer? I know everybody's seeking for answers, but He is the answer. Because hear me, not only does God want you free, but how many know He wants some folk that you love free too? There are people that are around you every single day. They are, uh, um, they are hurting, they are lost, they are broken, and they're looking to everything else but to the one that can help them. Because say how many know that Satan is a liar? Amen. Oh gosh, he is a liar. 
And the best thing that ever happened to anybody in this room is the day when you got down on your knees and you said, Jesus, come into my life. Save me. Wash me in your blood. Was there any better day for you? <laughs> there was no greater day than that day when God opened your eyes and you saw for the first time what it means to be a child of the living God. God wants that for everyone. And so we see here a picture in Acts chapter 2 of the church. Church praying and thriving and a church that is growing and on the move, a church that is fellowshipping, a church that is enjoying all that God has for them. And you see a church that is healthy, a church that is happy, a people that feels the presence and the power of God. And how many know that there's nothing better than to feel his presence and his power? Why? Because the Bible says that in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. But there's something in that verse 46 that I really want you to lay your eyes on tonight. And it says in the last part, actually in verse 47, it says in that last part of that verse, it says, and the Lord added, and the Lord added, and the Lord added to the church daily. Everybody say daily. Daily, daily those who were being saved. Now, I try to do a little bit of math. Math was never my favorite subject in school. But as I uh, kind of thought about it, I said, when the Lord added daily, that means at least, at least probably seven people a week were getting saved. Is that fair enough? Daily means that it doesn't even give you the account. It doesn't say how many, right? It doesn't really say how many. It just say the Lord added to the church daily, daily, daily. Daily means what? Every day. Every day. <laughs> Every day, God was adding to the church. God was adding to the church. God was touching the parts and God was setting people free. Somebody was getting delivered. Somebody was getting help. Somebody that was lost was finding their way. Somebody got a revelation that Jesus is the answer. Every single day, God was moving. I say that to say because if we're not careful, I heard somebody say this to me one time, and I hope I don't step on too many toes, but I'll just kind of tell you how I think about this because I think it's scriptural. And I've heard people say to me, oh, well, uh, you know, I love a, a, a small church. I heard some, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. and I heard, I've heard people say, well, look, well I just want just a, just a small church. And, and, and you know, and, and, and actually, in fact, when I go looking for a church, I just want a, a church to be really small because I just really, really want to know the people and I just really want good relationships and all of that. And I get it. Everybody needs good relationship, but, you know, but, but guess what? I believe we can have good relationship when there's a whole lot of people around too. Because when you understand the scripture, let me, let, me, let me help you. And I just closed my notes. Why did I do that? Okay. The Bible says, watch this. Mark 16, 15 says what? Go into all the world, all the world, I say world, and preach the gospel to a couple of people. Is that what it say? No. So how many know we need to think like God? 
and God thinks what? Y'all got me? That's the little charades. Big. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Who's going to do that? You and me. You got blessed. Jesus says, you freely receive, now freely give it up. How many know that Paul said that this treasure we have in earthen vessel is powerful? What you got inside of you is more valuable than any diamond. And I've seen some huge diamonds on some folk fingers. What you got is more precious than anything else on the planet. Treasure and earthen vessel. You have Jesus. Are you hearing me tonight? Second Peter 3.9 says, God is not willing that any, everybody say any. Now, that's a deep verse. God's not willing that any perish but that all, everybody say all, all come to repentance. Well, pastor, I'm, I'm speaking rhetorically here. Well, pastor, you know, well, everybody ain't going to get saved. That's true. But you don't know everybody who ain't going to get You don't know who everybody is that's not going to be saved. In other words, you don't have that kind of knowledge to know who it is that God is saving. Do you know who God is saving? So then your only recourse and my only recourse is to do what? Preach the gospel to who? Because I don't know what God is doing. I don't know. Maybe that heathen that you don't like. Maybe that person that you hate with all of your guts. You never know that perhaps God is about ready to save them. John 3.16 says this. God so loved Stafford County. I'm sorry. God so loved Fairfax County. God so loved the Bailey household. God so loved the White House. Now, God so loved the what? God thinks what? So then, here's what I did, church. I did this for us. I searched the scripture high and low, and I tried to figure out where in the Bible, uh, particularly in the New Testament, where in the Bible does it advocate staying small as a church? I was just looking. I came up with a couple of verses, you know, like verses like, well, actually, this is not a verse. But how many of you ever heard this, this saying? Despise not small beginnings. The small beginning. As if to say that, 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 that we're supposed to stay small. Now, how, how many know that the more people get saved, the what? Better. So listen, if we got problems, if we have to go through three or four services, then we go through three or four. That's a good thing. I want you to understand something, that as you read the book of Acts, you read the church, everything that God did, it was always about grow, multiplication, multiplication, grow, 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 grow. Which brings me to my main point here. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4. Go ahead and turn there, if you will. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. God's going to help us tonight. We're going to, we're, going to, we're going to get through some things tonight. Somebody's going to get saved. Somebody, this church is going to explode. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 
verse number three. Let's start there. But if our gospel, hear this, but if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In other words, if your gospel is hidden, if your gospel is veiled, if you're keeping what that good treasure inside of you, who are you keeping it from other than the person that really needs it? So if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds, watch this, hear this, people, this is going to help us, in whose mind the God of this age, who is the God of this age? Who is the God of this age? Satan. He's the God of the world, right? The world system. We talk about the world. We talk about the world system. The God of this age has blinded, watch this, the, um, let me go back. Uh, but if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds, everybody say minds. Mind. See, the struggle is where? Right here. Whose mind the God of this age has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Now, what in the world was Paul saying here? Paul was saying that, in part, a lot of people are blinded from coming to Christ. Because, hear me, because Satan is working overtime to make sure that they stay blinded to the truth so that they don't see it, so that they don't hear it. So, and you have experienced it. When, how many of you have ever tried to preach the gospel to somebody and it seemed like you keep hitting this wall? You know what I'm talking about? You're like trying to share the love of God and you're talking to them and it's like it's, you sense that you feel this. Like, like, because the Bible says the God of this world has blinded their minds. So hear me. What is, what is our theme for this consecration week? Fight. So as you're sitting there and you're praying and you're believing God for your loved one, Satan is on the backside tripping them up and he's attacking them. He's keeping them out of church. How many times have somebody said to you, you tell, come to church Sunday, oh, I'm coming. And then all of a sudden, three, four things happened and they couldn't make it. Well, you know, uh, you know, this happened, that happened. Some of it is legitimate. Some of it is that the enemy just attacked. And a lot of times we think, well, here, here's, the, here's the easy part that we think. Oh, you know, it was just they didn't want to come anyway. Sometimes it ain't just that. A lot of times it's Satan. He gets people upset. He hinders them. He bothers them so that when Sunday morning comes, they don't walk through those doors to hear the gospel. So here we are, we're out plowing and setting up hospitality tables and setting up chairs and, and buying beautiful podiums, by the way. This is wonderful, beautiful, by the way. It's a good job. I love this. Um, chairs and preparing worship and uh, uh, working with the children. And we're doing all of that. And on our backside, Satan is doing everything he can to keep people from hearing the gospel, to keep them out of this church. To keep them from getting free, from experiencing the life that you have. Paul says there's a blindness. So how do we overcome it? We overcome this blindness, people. And it sounds relatively simple, but it's factual. We overcome this by experiencing 
exposing or radiating the light of the gospel. How many know the truth always sets you free? The truth will set you free. You may not like the truth. They may not like the truth. But how many know that the only way they're going to get set free is what? Truth. You will know the truth, and the truth will what? Make you free. So we overcome this darkness by truth. And that's one of the weaponry that, that Paul talked about in Ephesians chapter 6. He says, put on the full armor of God. Uh, a full armor of God. One of the things he talked about is the breastplate of righteousness and your loins girded about with what? Truth. You walk in truth. And, and you and watch this. And you be truth. You walk in truth and you be truth. And listen, the more that that truth is radiating through you, the more of an opportunity you have to affect change in the lives of other people. The more impact we can have as a people. So Satan is fighting. He don't want your mother, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your husband, your wife. He don't want them to get saved. He's going to fight them. He's going to make sure. He's going to do everything he can to see to it that people sit and stay blind until we walk in the light and we bring light. And part of that is why we have consecration week. You heard me say before that we got to get to a point and a place where we will not tolerate. How many of you like Christmas, by the way? How many of you like Christmas? Is there anybody who don't like Christmas? Okay, whatever. Christmas. Uh, kids love Christmas, not because they don't have toys, right? Because kids, a lot of times, they have more than what they need, don't they? And they demonstrate that because the toy you buy them, they play with it for like two minutes, and then they throw it away. And you look at them like, what's the excitement about Christmas? The excitement is, not, not that we don't have stuff, the excitement is, it's something new. Newness brings enthusiasm. It brings creativity. It brings excitement. How many know that every time a new person comes into the kingdom of God, Every time a new person walks into these doors, it brings excitement. It brings enthusiasm. It brings joy. We should be like the kid on Christmas. Woo! Whoopee! I can't wait. I'm so glad you are here. It's Christmas and it's July. It's Christmas and you came to our house. I mean, we need to be like that with everybody that give their life to Jesus. And everybody who comes, every new person coming in our house, they should never feel like, well, you know, not that they do, because I hear some good things about y'all some bad people. I mean, bad, good, bad, bad people. Y'all some <laughs> bad, bad people. So I hear good things. And so when people come here, they feel like, hey, I could be a part. I felt like it feels like family. I mean, no, that's the way we should operate. That when somebody new coming here, we should get excited. And I'm going to tell you why. Here's a, here's a couple of reasons, then I'm, I'm done. Here's, here's, here's why we need to grow. In short, how many of you can share some of the workload that you do in church? Amen. I got one amen. I knew I was going to get that for that one. Yeah. How many know when we grow, more share in the work of the body? When we grow, we can offer better service, 
right? Better service means what? More people, more people means more can get saved and more glory goes to who? We can reach more people. You know, it is the desire of our, your pastor, listen to me, to be on radio and to be on TV. Not because I'm good looking. Because I have a message. You hear me? We have a message to give. We, you, don't you understand that every time that I'm, I preach or whoever preach up here, that, that we are part of this together. We get to sow into the world together. We get to reap the harvest. We do it together. This is amazing. Pay staff. Let me know that when you pay people, you get better work. I ain't, let me try that again. because y'all want, See, y'all want to be super spiritual. You know, when ain't nobody paying you, you don't do like you do. But when you get paid, you check. I know what I'm talking about. When you get, when people are paid, they do better. When you do better, you can, you have more capacity to reach more. How many know the new people brings an excite, exciting atmosphere? An exciting atmosphere. So this is why we need to grow. We need to grow because we need to share. We need to reach more. We need to do more. And, and I thought I'd leave the best for last. Here it is right here. And look, and we can get our own building. Amen. Amen. Well, look, look, if we got our own building, that means we can do, you know what? We can have community people in the community, they can come to us. Like they have YMCA here, we can have YMCA at our church. They want to have a, a, some kind of a intramural community game event, and we can have it right in our own church. See, see, we can make it a place where they come, because when they come on our turf, how many know they're walking on holy ground? You're walking on holy ground. So we need our own place. So, so here's what I'm saying. We got to pray this harvest in people. We got to. Let me tell you something. When we labor together, when we pray hard together, you say, Pastor, I'm tired. Let's pray to God to send in the harvest. Bring in the harvest tonight. Let's believe God. I want tonight, we, we gave you some prayer cards. I want everybody who haven't, fill out a prayer card. Uh, whoever you believe in God to save a neighbor, a family, friend, somebody. Salvation is going to come. Amen. Somebody is going to get saved. And we're going to believe God that our church is going to bust from the seams. Are you hearing me? And, and we're all going to believe together and we're going to pray this thing through. And, and listen, and we won't stop. Why? Because we see where God wants to take us. And in order for us to get there, how many know we got to grow? Uh, listen to me. Growing cannot be an option. Do you hear me? It can't be, well, you know, if somebody come great, if they don't, no. It got to be like, you know what, God, we go, let's go after this. Let's go after this thing tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to your feet in Jesus' name. Come on, stand to your feet tonight. And let's just go into prayer tonight. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, for the next few moments. Hallelujah. We're going to have, uh, can I get a microphone up here? Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, listen, I want us to just do like we've been doing, just begin to pray. And, uh, and I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask Diva tonight to come on up. Diva, come on up and lead us in this prayer tonight. Let's just pray for the harvest. Listen, I want you to pray for your loved one tonight. How many know that God, God is a Savior? He is a Savior. 
Let's pray that God tonight, that he will move by his spirit tonight. He will save some people in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we come in your presence, Lord. We come in your presence to cry out for our loved ones, Lord, tonight, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we cry out for our unsaved family members, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we cry that you open the blind eyes to see, Lord. Open the blind, the deaf ears, Lord, to hear the truth, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray that you would open the hearts, Lord, to receive the truth, Lord, and to believe, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name, we are you promise, Lord, that when you when you are lifted up, that you'll draw people unto yourself, Lord. We pray that you would draw those those uh, unsaved people, Lord. You know each and every one that we have on our minds, Lord. And we'll pray later on. We'll be calling them by name, Lord. Each of the all the people we're praying for. But right now we are just corporately crying out for all those people that we know in our in our surroundings, Lord, in our families. Lord, in our neighborhoods, Lord, in our workplaces, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, we cry out for all those people, Lord, that you draw them by your Holy Spirit, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, we cannot save anybody, you are the Savior, you are the Savior of the world, Lord, you died for each and every one of them, the price is paid, the price is paid, each of, for each of them the of those people lord and we pray that you draw them in Jesus' mighty name we bind we bind any demons lord in Jesus' mighty name that keep holding them hindering them from hearing the truth and receiving the truth of the gospel lord in Jesus' mighty 